0: All right. Shh. In your notes, how would your life be different if you own 30 to 600 real estate properties? Tell your buddy, how would your life be slightly different if you own 30 to 600 doors? Now, I'm not saying like you'd be healthier or sexier or all that kind of stuff but there's definitely an element of your life financially that would be a little more significant. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? So I have two great agents. They're gonna step out here right now. Matter of fact, just come on out. Eric and Deb, Eric and Deb, come on out. Let's give them a nice big round of applause. We're gonna spend just a couple minutes because I want you to hear from people that are doing it every single day in the biz. So you know, Eric, grab the other chair. Okay. Actually, let's stand. Okay. (laughs) Come on, Deb, get out here. All right. So let's go, ladies first. Deb, tell them who you are, where you're from, and how long you've been investing in real estate.
1: Mm, Houston area, Deborah Bly, and I have been investing in real estate for about the last 10 years.
0: So about the last 10 years, but you've been selling real estate for how long, Deb?
1: That part's embarrassing. So I've been selling real estate for like 23 years, so I started way later than I should have started.
0: But that's what I wanted them to hear. But
1: you started.
0: You got started. Yeah. How did you first get started? And let's just give them some advice of what they could be doing, because they all see deals, but they all do this. Enter in the MLS and it sells in two seconds.
1: So I'm gonna give you the simple version and then he's gonna blow your mind and I hope I get to take <laughs> notes. Yes. So um, I started 2000, right after the 2007, 2008 crash mm-hmm. when uh, real estate wasn't great. And the mistake I made at the time was I saved up and saved up and saved up my money and bought the first one cash. Of course, I would have way leveraged myself better. Right. Eric is who you should take notes from. I would have should have way leveraged myself better because I could have bought three times the houses for the same amount that I had for cash. So So wait,
0: so you shouldn't put all of your cash into the deal? You should actually leverage the deal?
1: Like I could have had three times the properties that I have now.
0: Right. Anyway.
1: So that's the first thing. But the difference is you can do it wrong and still be ahead. Yes. So I didn't do it as right as I could have done it, but I did it. You should have been there when Danny and I had the conversation of buying that first house. Look, babe, we're gonna buy this house. We're gonna make these payments and all this kind of stuff. And gosh, we should be like, you know, if we're really careful, we should kind of break even. And he couldn't understand that. But but that's that's how the conversation went home. That's part of the reason why it took us so long to buy a house.
0: But- Are um, you the crazy one and he's the more conservative one or vice versa?
1: Uh, what's crazy and what's smart because I'm making the better choices, but I'm the crazy one Because <laughs> we wouldn't have had a house.
0: So you're the crazy one.
1: We wouldn't have had the multiple houses yes. If I'd been listening to the smart guy, so I just want that to go on the record, and I hope he watches this film but <laughs> But uh, no, I so what, so
0: what advice do you have for them getting started? Let's assume that because we're, we're gonna go getting started and then a little getting started and then super advanced
1: so you see, I'm not the smart one, really, but it is just doing it, really. And but how do, how I
0: do I you know? get- st- How do I find them?
1: Okay, I bought, uh, the first house I bought, honestly, was one of my listings. It didn't sell, and the, uh, we got an offer in, and the guy uh, countered back on the offer. We didn't come to an agreement. But I said, oh, you would sell it for that? Well then, I'll make it happen. Yeah. So. That's when I bought my first house is, uh, was actually one of my listings. So I got 6% off of what I knew his bottom line was. Hello. And um, that was the first one. That was one we actually sold later. And I typically don't sell. I've flipped a few homes. But typically, I'm playing the buy and hold game. Yeah. So I've invested cash out of my pocket, maybe a total of, you know, without the renters making payments because mm-hmm. I did end up lev- doing some leveraging. I have invested cash out of my pocket right at about Mm $400,000. And right now my properties are worth, I've got over three million in equity.
0: Okay, so over three, for a $400,000 investment, give her a nice round of applause by the way guys. Like that's, so give us context, how many units, how many units are we talking about?
1: So I'm, like I said, Eric is the guy you should take notes for. Uh, I've got eight single family homes. Mm -hmm. I've got the uh, commercial building. I've got a very small apartment complex, and I have two vacation rentals in Galveston. Of all of those properties, the vacation rentals in Galveston are the ones that are killing it.
0: Because they're Airbnbs, I'm guessing, or VRBO? Um, VRBO.
1: I I trip. I've got somebody managing them.
0: Yeah. So, So And why are they killing it?
1: Well, one because I have somebody else doing the management of it, so yep. I don't have to do anything with them. So that part's nice, and because it's it's just a tournament. I bought them, bought them for a, two houses for 180, mm-hmm. put 100,000 into it, and I'm making five or six thousand dollars a month.
0: Love it. So looking back, like if, if there's somebody inside the room that says, "Yeah, but in my area everything is too expensive," what do you tell them?
1: So some of the houses that I bought, I thought they were too expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a number of my houses from clients. I bought a, quite a few homes. You know in the, in, the, in the real estate contract where it has the questions that says, you know, we'll take cash contracts, conventional contracts, FHA or VA, and after we've discussed price, I said, oh, so would you consider owner finance? And if they say yes, I'm a buyer.
0: Did you all just hear that? How many of you are doing that, by the way? Look at, Joe is doing a ton of these deals.
1: Yeah, so if they say, yes, I'm a buyer, I come up with, you know, I'll give them twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. they are going to own our finance. I don't have to go through the whole bank thing. And honestly, even if I pay a little bit more, I pay their asking price that we set at the listing because right. I'm playing the long game. And uh, so far, that's working out just fine.
0: So you own eight SFRs, one large apartment building, a commercial No, one building. small apartment building. How, how many units in the apartment building? Eight. Oh, one small one, eight. I know there's much bigger ones, but eight is still a lot for some people. How much time do you and Danny spend on all this? Like, how much, how much time and effort, or does it just sort of happenstance? Like, how does it work?
1: Taking care of them?
0: Finding them and taking care of them.
1: Oh, I just, um, you know, honestly, I'm just coming across them. Am I, like, we're not buying that many. So, I mean, we might buy one or two mm-hmm. a year. Yeah. Or I'll pay something off, or, you know, like we're doing a big... Um, Expansion on the commercial building this year. So every year I try and do something that is a real estate investment.
0: Okay, so what was the inspiration behind it? Like, what was the moment where you knew you had to
1: do it? You know, what motivates you to do something? Is it somebody that's like, they make that much money, and um, that's what I'm going to be, I'm going to tell you what I've learned motivates me more mm-hmm. pain. So My dad did really well growing up, and I love my father. He's just phenomenal. In the 60s, he started a business and had like half a million dollars in the bank. That's a lot of money for the 60s. Right. Um, When he passed away, he was on Social Security making $800 a month, and I would send him money every month to help him out. And I just always said, this is not where I want to be, Yeah. and I don't want my kids taking care of me. Mm -hmm. So it's the pain of I don't... Didn't want to follow that path.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I've seen real estate agents, like agents I used to really look up to and say, man, I'm going to be like that one day. Mm -hmm. And they live in cheap apartments now. Yeah. You know, their career is over. They've gotten not that old is ever too old. I don't think old is ever too old. I'll never retire. But they've finished out their career and they have nothing.
0: Yeah. So how young are you now? Sixty-two. So 62, so she started at 52, did you guys all hear that? At 52 she started, and I talked to some women at 50, like, it's over, I'm 50. (laughs) Like, shut up, right? So what advice do you have to that older person who's like, it's too late for me?
1: Oh, I'm still buying from my tomorrow person. That's it. It's never too late.
0: It's never too late. Okay. I wanted just authentic shares. Could you give Deb Lye a giant round of applause just for Sharon? I love you, baby. Now, I know you want to take notes on this crazy <laughs> oh, guy. <boy. laughs> All right, Eric. Get over here, buddy. Okay. All right. So, Eric, tell him how old you are. 32. 32. Tell him where you're from. Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. And, and so, for context, I've said this enormous number. How many units do you and your, your buddies zone? Uh, six hundred and seventy. Okay, so six hundred and se- so just look at your buddy and say six hundred and seventy units. I want to hear it real loud. Where could you go to get tuned up, to get your mindset right, to get an unlimited number of marketing and lead generation strategies to win even more listings? The answer, my friend, is obvious the Success Summit in Dallas, August 23rd through the 25th. If you wanna be surrounded by thousands of like-minded individuals that are not buying into the noise but instead staying mentally tough and most importantly, earning the money that they desire, then you need to join us. So to make your reservation, just go to tomferry.com forward slash summit. Make sure you put in the promo code SUMMIT15, that's SUMMIT15, to get 15% off your ticket. I can't wait to see it this year's Success Summit. So you just went out and you leveraged up and you bought 670 units all at once? <laughs> I wish. So That's, give uh, him, tell them the story of how it started and then let's, I want mechanics of what they should be doing and some ways that they should be looking at finding deals.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, first of all, I want to say what's up to Lauren Peterson from my team. I see her sitting right out there uh, from Minneapolis as well. But yeah, it's kind of like a humble beginning like a lot of us. I was 19 years old. I was running a painting business. I saved up enough money for 20% down payment. Um, But before I bought that house, I bought a big screen TV. And uh, I realized, I'm like, wow, I'm going to be my own worst enemy. This is the first time I have some money. I'm going to blow it if I don't do something careful. Uh, So I asked my mom, who had just got into real estate, I'm like, what do you think I should do with this cash? She's like, well, I see a lot of agents buying houses. Maybe you should buy one of those. And I'm like, okay, great. How do I do that? And she's like, well, I think the formula is go find something where the the rent is more than the mortgage and your expenses. So that was it. That was my formula. That was house number one. Yeah. That was back in 2009. 19. 19. Yep, and then 2010, I did the same thing, 2011, did the same thing, and then I kind of just didn't really do a whole lot for uh, a few years, uh, and it wasn't until like 2016, 2017, until I started uh, trading, uh, so I, my next duplex, I turned into a fourplex, which I or, or triplex, and then I flipped that into a 24-unit apartment building, and I realized that, wow, um, nobody ever saves up to buy an apartment building. Okay, say that again. Nobody ever saves up the money, the down payment to buy an apartment building. But then how do they get an apartment building? They they buy something small. They buy a duplex and they trade. And uh, you know, I always thought, I bought these first few houses, I'm gonna own these forever, I'm gonna buy them, I'm gonna retire with these houses. And then I started realizing, well, uh, actually, if you leverage them and you, you go out and you turn them, you make them better, you sell them, you have a lot of cash to be able to go do that again. And that, that apartment building, that mid-size apartment building, um, you do the exact same thing, but at a different level, and that turns into a couple larger apartment buildings. So it's, um, it's, it's just simple numbers, it's, it's simple math, but it, uh, uh, over the course of a decade, it can be kind of spectacular.
0: So at what point did you start taking this serious? Like when did you start getting other people involved and it wasn't just your money? Yeah,
2: uh, that was probably Two to three years ago, that I started investing. I found a really good partner who complemented a lot of my skills. Uh, who a very—he was a mortgage broker, very different set of skills. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was more on the operational side of how to scale it and how to make it better in the construction. And he was on the financing side and and running the numbers. And uh, I realized that I'm better investing with other people. So I'll usually bring a partner along. One, it's accountability. Two, right. it's yeah, you you say you're going to do
0: something, and and someone else is there to
2: hold you to it.
0: Kevin, okay, I'm gonna so. give you the objection, but aren't you afraid you're gonna lose them money and then the whole <laughs> thing is gonna fall apart and then your reputation's ruined and you hurt your family? Uh, that's what keeps me going, right? So it, it's a little healthy
2: push. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think you, you start small. You start with something you can wrap your arms around and you gain confidence over time. You know, the, the people that have come up to me that own nothing and say, I want to go buy this big building, they're the people that the next year, they're still saving up. They're still thinking about it. You know, they're not, yeah. they're not doing anything.
0: Where did you get this long-term perspective? Because there's not many 32-year-olds that think the way you think. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, I know a lot of 70 and 80-year-olds, right, and 60-year-olds that think this way, but I don't know many like 19, 20, 25, 32-year-olds. Where did this come from?
2: uh, You know, I've just had a couple incredible mentors in my life. So there are some people that I have seeked out. Uh, that have shared uh, been super generous, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I, I think it is this collective that i 've surrounded myself with uh, I think a big part of it so in my brokerage, we will do monthly seminars where we 'll bring in speakers to learn about real estate investing yeah. and uh, selfishly, I get to learn a ton from these guys I get you know we 'll have a, a crowd of about a hundred you know I thought a hundred people was big this is a little bit bigger than that uh, and I get to learn from these speakers that I bring in and mm-hmm. they turned into mentors and, yeah. and so um,
0: you know that's that's been a probably a big part of it so earlier two things earlier we talked about maybe you should join like a, a networking group that focuses on investing right so you're doing yeah. it with a bunch of people where you're kind of sharing in those ideas do you recommend something like that or do you think it's the way you're doing it which is just you're bringing people into your own company which they could all do with their yep. whether they own the office or not what's your advice there uh,
2: absolutely. Like you need to get out there and you need to meet people. One, you realize uh, there's a lot of people that ha- are coming from a lot less, that that don't know as much, that are doing some pretty cool things with investing. So you just get inspired by people and, yeah. and you realize that this is way more attainable mm-hmm. than you think.
0: Yeah. So. And you learn from everybody else and you kind of like, OK, I don't have to make that mistake, even though we all make mistakes when we're making you know, doing investments. Yeah. Um, second thing is, you had talked about like, hey, what people should be doing right now is finding off-market duplexes. I think that's an yeah. easy assignment because the yeah. bear, Matt from Tucson, gave you guys the letter to be sending to non-owner occupieds What advice do you have for them for finding those deals and structuring the deals? Because every one of them could get started even in Beverly Hills.
2: Yeah, absolutely, so like Tom's slide before, he was saying, find an off-market property, add 6% on top, roll that 6% towards your down payment, so think about it, now you're buying it for 14% down, maybe at a little bit higher price, mm-hmm. but it's still cash flows, and you, you you can save a lot more money to go buy another one sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, or my advice is, what if you went out and you found two other friends to invest with you, you all, your down payment to get to somewhere around 20% is, is 7% each, but now, y- Six percent. Uh, you're rolling six percent in, so you're only bringing one percent in, and now you own 33 percent of a duplex. It's it's right, uh, <laughs> right? You know, it, it's not. Do you do that deal? It's yeah. How many times do you do that deal?
0: So you know, you've been around for a long time. I'll tell people like you need to go to your Facebook or your Instagram and just say. How many of you are real estate investors or would like to be, if you want, either slide into my DMs or send me an email and I'll put you on my deal of the week or deal of the month list. And what happens is people inside your database start raising their hand, and saying, I'm interested. I'm interested. Hey, I can invest $20,000, $30,000. I've had people literally say to me, I've done that and had, hey, tragically, you know, my mother passed away and she's left me a million dollars after taxes. What do I do with it? Yeah. Right. and they have no idea what to do, and then they find someone like Eric, Right. find someone like Deb, and now they're off to the races investing. So do you, like, is it scary for the friends? And do you feel like you might be over leveraging at times? Maybe you should talk about that too. Sure, uh, so
2: is it scary investing with friends, yeah. you're saying? Um, uh, yes, y- you know, you you definitely have to uh, know your stuff. You have to have a pretty solid business plan. Yeah, get, get over to- here. <laughs> You know, uh, but um, but it, you know, if you've been through it a couple times, and again, real estate a lot of times is is simple math, and you can the the fun thing about real estate investing is you know once you've been through it a few times, you can really kind of prove out your business plan. If you're going to buy an apartment building, you know you can put out a sample ad to see like what does the market look like and see how many calls that you get. And yes. you can you, there's things that you can do to test your business plan before you go all in. So mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I I think that real estate for me is it's just the small base hits you know it's the it's nothing big we don't go after like the best deal possible we focus on what is the deal that works for us and then we buy that and we don't worry about the fact that you know
0: there might be something better right singles yeah. and doubles exactly everybody wants the home run yeah And everybody d- wants the unbelievable deal and all the money is singles and doubles over
2: decades yeah and I think that's where as agents sometimes we get tripped up yeah. is because we are, you know, if you think of like what I was telling you, the tortoise and the hare, you know, a lot of times we are the hare, you know, we run really quick. We, you know, get a big prize and 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 real estate investing sometimes is like, ah, it's kind of the tortoise game. And so yeah. it's not as much fun. It's
0: not as sexy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How many of you guys get that? Right. We race to close a deal, but real estate is like buy and do nothing. My yeah. mentor, God bless him, before he passed away, ran uh, a little company called the Irvine Company in California and Chicago and every place else. Uh, Don Bren, multi, multi, multi-billionaire. And, and one day he walks in my office and he says, I'm, re- I'm a little upset with the chairman. I said, what's up? And he said, We're all trying to talk him out of this deal. He just bought one Santa Monica place, right? You know that building. And he overpaid by $60 million, paid 360 million bucks. And he's, I'm sitting there with him because they're friends. He's like, Don, this is a huge mistake. You've totally overinvested." And he said, in 20 years, it'll be a smoking deal.
1: (laughs) I was just gonna say. And the guy
0: bought it at like 75 years old. And he was like, in 20 (laughs) years, it'll be a smoking deal. Yeah. And that's what all of us have got to get inside our head. Right, everything you buy today in 10, 20 years is going to be, you guys, you tell me. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's what I was saying. The deals I lost the most money on are the deals I passed up on.
0: Oh yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah,
2: it, it, it's the, uh, it, like I always say, um, time makes you look like a genius in real estate investing. You know, yeah, my very simple formula uh, 10 years ago, I look extremely smart for buying those houses. I had no idea what I was doing.
0: Right, Yeah. right. So what's, just kind of in closing thoughts, what's your advice to everybody here that, you know, they're, they're gonna make more money, they're gonna sell more houses, they're gonna build these great businesses, but we don't want them to end up like that agent that is living in an apartment later on in life and can't afford it. So what's the most important advice you guys have for these guys?
1: I'm gonna listen to Eric.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh,
1: no, I mean, that's my advice, listen to Eric. I mean, he's doing great. She's like I'm just
0: going to give you that's my point uh, <laughs>
2: uh, so I, I think there's 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 two phases of real estate investing it's it's the appreciation phase and then the cash flow phase yep. and I think a lot of people get tripped up on the cash flow and they need to buy something that cash flows a ton right now and I think that that is a a strategy for later investing i think right now uh focus on appreciation so it still has a cash flow positive you yep. can't be going in the hole yep. but buy stuff where you have the appreciation the opportunity to do some forced appreciation. You get to do some upgrades or you can lower some expenses or it's in an area that's growing very fast because I've bought stuff that is a good price to rent ratio in areas that are declining and I felt the pain of that. Oh, yeah. uh, so so focus on appreciation because you'll get to the end goal if your end goal is is acquiring more, you'll get there much faster through appreciation rather than just saving the cash flow to buy another down payment. And then later in life or later in your investing career, then you can start switching and, and doing more of a cash flow play and focus on that. But I think there's too many people that focus just on the cash flow early on.
1: And there's really four ways that you gain when you do your investment, right? One is a of course, as the property increases in value. The other is it's a tax write-off. The other one is the cash flow. But the fourth one is you've got this tenant paying your mortgage off for you as that mortgage is decreasing in, in, in balance. So, yeah. you know, if you're just focused on the one, you're missing out on the other three.
0: I love it. 62 and 32? Yes. That's kind of, cool. ma- that was kind of magical <laughs> that that kind of worked out. Can we give these two just real world rock stars just a nice thank you round of applause?